Victoria Collado is a successful producer and director, but the right guy just hasn't come along. So what does she do? What does she do because she wants to have kids? So maybe it's time to freeze your eggs? We talk about it on The Nest. Like a sparrow building shelter with branches for its young. My mother built a nest with love for her little ones. My grandfather told her it doesn't matter what you have. The only thing you need for life is each other's helping hands. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Spread your wings and fly, you can always come back to rest. Never the empty nest, my mother always says. Wherever you may go to grow, this will always be your home. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Never the Empty Nest. Here we are, all three of us Woo-hoo! again. Yay! It's been a minute. It's been a minute. Yes, it has. Today we're going to be talking about making your own nest, freezing eggs, IVF, all the kinds of things that you can do if you're not partnered up at this particular moment when you really want to start building a nest. So that's what we're going to be talking about and we're going to bring in a guest. But first, as usual, how are you guys, Nicole and Mother Vanessa? No. (laughs) Okay. Mother goes first because she hasn't been here in a while. Mother Jackie. Mother, I don't know. I'm uh, overwhelmed and overcommitted and I just got here and I'm trying to, in my head, get ready for next year in a very different way. Explain yourself. In a very different way. Making big changes. Big changes in my life. Like personal, career, both? Personal. Okay. And when I make a personal change, it affects the career. Yeah, of course. So I'm not going to try to change the career anymore because that's what I've done before and it doesn't work. So I'm going to change my personal stuff and it will change the career by default. Right. And I may lose the career, so I don't know what's going to happen. Que sea lo que Dios quiera. Well, you know that thing when you want something different, do something different. Which I think is sounds so simple, but it's yeah, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Nicole, your turn. Why are you calling me Nicole today? It's so Sister. bizarre. Sister. Like Nicole. Uh, mother, Nicole. Mother and Nicole. Victoria. This is Matthew. Very, a very serious plane. Uh, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, I'm back into training for the half marathon. I got some new gear, so I'm being really nerdy and excited about it. That's it. That's my day. Also, I am very excited because we're getting ready for my 50th year high school reunion. Oh, yeah. Amazing. So that's a lot. There's a great committee putting everything together. Bita is one of them. And so we had a quick little luncheon the other day, and we sort of built another little nest. So it's very exciting. People that Some people I hadn't seen in, in 50 years. And the other one, we don't really remember. But it's like we saw her yesterday, it seems like. And uh, and so we have this little nest going on. Great. <laughs> can I say one more thing? Great L- for you. Can I say one more no, thing? No, no, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, yes, please talk. Lily went for her evaluation for Taekwondo and it was very intense. I didn't know how she was going to want to do it because she's not really like super athlete. 
But she loved it because her friends do it. She loves the Karate Kid, the original Karate Kid. And uh, yeah, it was so cute to see her like super into it. And um, she wants to do it. That's adorable. And Joaquim now is over baseball after all the obsession and now has a complete even bigger obsession with basketball and LeBron James. Which, can I just say that for, for me, who I'm a planner and I was already planning the next summer, is really annoying because we were supposed to play in T-ball together mm -hmm. with Taika. Mm -hmm. And we were all supposed to be doing summer camp I get in it. LA and I had completely planned it. And now he decides that it's freaking basketball. And then I put my kid in T-ball because of him so that he could catch up to him. And now my kid's freaking has to do T-ball. And I'm like, what the heck is that? It's First of all, it's not a big deal that he does T-ball. Let him do T-ball. Maybe he'll like it and have fun. Second of all, they can still do something together. And he might want to do baseball once in a while for fun. But now he, like, his focus is basketball. And the summer league, Vane, what that I sent you earlier, is really only on... Uh, there's only twice a week practice and Saturday games. So you can they can still go to camp together. It doesn't... And you, okay. we have more than enough time to sign up for camp. I think we need to talk about the eggs. Moving on. I mean, nobody nobody cares about my day. That's fine. We're well, we move on. No, okay, to the in eggs. a in a few sentences, talk about your okay. day. My day is the day that I'm having for this whole year, which is essentially I am completely getting rid of my shell. That has happened, and now I'm like smashing it, or maybe just putting it away. I'm giving it to a crustacean that needs it. You know what I'm talking about, right? Do you want to no. tell the world what you're talking about? Because I don't think that, that wasn't very. Um, <laughs> explicit no okay because i am a person who started out this journey in life as a shy person and i am like goodbye to that forever so i'm completely like i feel like my whole life journey has been like oh, yeah, a little bit out of the shadow a little bit more a little bit more because and now i'm like get the fuck away get out i have to get out no matter what so that's where i'm at with that let's welcome our guest <laughs> Uh, let's welcome our guest for real, Victoria Collado, who we've had on the show before and is the other half of Abre Camino Collective, which is our company. I don't know if you need to know that, but for this show, you don't. But, you know, just so you have some context. She's a director. Hi, Vicky. Hi. <laughs> welcome to The Nest. The last time you were on here, we talked about Ruben Rabasa and the show we were making together in The Nest of Theater and all of that. And that was really fun. And today we have you on because... Somewhere in your being, you're being asked to contemplate. Uh, you're 34 now, is that correct? Yep. Focus. I have uh, 10 months before I'm 35, which matters for this conversation. It does. And you, right this moment, have not found the life partner. Nope. And okay. particularly, we also... I turned 30, which was like, I have time. And then a pandemic happened, mm -hmm. which requires a lot of distance from a lot of people. <laughs> and before you know it, you're 34 and you have to have tough questions with yourself. Yeah. Tough conversations. One of the things that we've been talking about is what do you do when, and this conversation has come up several times this week with many people, which means that it's a conversation that people are having a lot, which is why we're having it on the nest. Because essentially... Today, I was at a, a play date and someone was talking about freezing their eggs. Um, Vicky's friend, like you just accompanied someone to do this, right? Yeah. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about what's going on in your head. I can give some stats, but like basically this is literally 
something that has been growing. Egg freezing, IVF, embryo freezing, all of this has been on the rise. From 2020 to 2021, there was a 46% increase in the U.S. alone, which means that about 16,700 were doing it in 2020 and now roughly 24,500. And if you go backwards in time, it's actually like in 2013, you were talking about like 2,500 people doing it. Wow. So the clear uptick is massive in terms of what it means. So like Vicky, talk to us about your particular situation, why you think this is, or just tell us about you. I think that before I ever had like an artistic dream, I had a dream about being a mom. Like I remember my mom always talks about me being three years old. I might cry throughout this entire conversation. We cry all the time on this (laughs) podcast. So don't worry. Go for it. So just get ready. But since I was three, the, the game was put the belly you know every every not every little girl but i was one of those little girls that put the belly inside the 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 put the pillow inside the shirt um and as i kept growing and the more that i developed as a human but also as a director the more i saw a lot of female directors who worked all the time but had zero family and that's something that Vanessa and I actually recently talked about this in one of those long drives that we sometimes take which is like one of my favorite things about our core value as human beings but also like how we are in our company which I guess it does matter because this is you're part of my nest you guys have become part of my nest and in in a way we always talk about how family is part of like is that core value and the way we work and the way our family matters and how we make decisions has always been an effect. So directors, every female director I ever saw, unmarried, no babies. The only thing that they were attached to was work and they were constantly traveling and there was no way out. That was something that was like, that can't be my life. I was very lucky to have a mentor who was like, kid, you need a family. You just need to make sure you have a family, you have a base. And so I guide myself by that. I think Vanna and I, Years ago, when I was like late 20s, we had the conversation about eggs. She would say like, they lie to you. It's not that easy. You know, if you're going to like 35 is where you, you if you're going to need to freeze your eggs, now's the time. Mm-hmm. And before you know it, you know, what we talked about before, the pandemic happens and the window is now months and yeah. the payment has to be around $12,000 and I'm not in a place to have a child without a partner, at least right now. That might change later. Mm-hmm. But like right now, I can't imagine putting myself in a situation to have a kid without that extra support or that partner, especially when I've seen how hard it is for people with partners <laughs> to raise children. Like I am uh, surrounded by two things, parents and single women. So <laughs> I am like seeing both things happen and I'm not at that place. So The conversation right now is like, do I figure out how I'm going to make this investment and go through this hormonal process that takes a little bit of time, but it is a process to freeze some eggs and take a risk because, you know, it depends how many they can save. So let's just like factually talk about what this Mm -hmm. means for perhaps people who are listening who haven't thought about this on the level of like, yeah, it means like, you know, you're going to freeze your eggs, but what does it really mean to Right. And what is the process? So. What is it? Egg freezing, according to an article I read in the Washington Post, is the process of stimulating, collecting, and storing human eggs to obtain mature eggs for future use. Meaning, you're pumped with hormones for about two weeks. This is my understanding. That's all created to stimulate these eggs. 
right? The hope is you get as many as possible. The happy spot seems to be around 15 to 17 that you don't, you don't have to keep doing it, right? The younger you are, the more likely you're to hit that. And then they freeze these eggs so that later you can fertilize them and put them back in, right? You could, in the same procedure, do IVF, which is in vitro, which means you do that, that's part one, what we just went through. Then you fertilize the egg, you have an embryo, and you can put it back in, or you freeze that. You can freeze an embryo. Oh. And yes, which I just recently learned. So anyway, but Vicky's saying that, you know, right now she's not ready to do the IVF part, right? So it would be just the first part, which is freezing your eggs for future use. Whether that's going to work 100% is not something that they secure, right? It's not like, you know, you might have to do it again. And then, you know, a lot of women end up with these frozen eggs that then you have to do something with, like, if you don't use them, you know, which is give them to science or throw them away, I guess, which is so intense. Can't you just give them to someone? Like, do you want my eggs? Do you want? (laughs) We would have to research to see if that's even an option, but that would be the hope that they just don't go to waste. Right. It's hard to think about, you know, and it seems that the process of the egg freezing is what like about um, a couple of weeks, meaning like that process and then in vitro takes a little bit longer. But what you're saying, and this is true, is that it costs between ten and twelve thousand dollars to do this part right now. Yeah. So, and, so and that it's like a it's like a double Dutch kind of thing because mm-hmm. you have to prepare and you have to like mm-hmm. have your period at a certain point to be able to do right. like and there's like a diet. So even though the process with the hormones maybe takes two weeks there's a whole process pre, right right pre getting ready for the procedure yeah. um for that to happen getting your body ready and there's things like i was reading about these there's wine and freeze nights that are informational what? sessions yeah this is becoming a real thing this in is terms great. of yeah like you know this is but i think that it's important because more women have careers exactly and, and i do think that the pandemic is a huge reason huge that there Why was a huge period so of time yeah. that we weren't around other people well women lost a lot of time with you know just getting stuck at home by yourself i also think that women are more selective yeah women nowadays are not just hooking up with anybody they have that choice and they want to feel that it's the right person. And sometimes it takes a while for that to kick in with or without pandemic. So I think that that's a variable too. Vicky, have you gone to your doctor and like started that conversation or is this something just you and your own head are? So what happened was there's four of us from high school, speaking of like high school, like yeah, can't wait for our 50 year reunion. But there's four of us from high school. And one of them is she's about like a year ahead of me on the mm-hmm. process. And so when she turned 34, she really started talking about this. And she was like, I'm, I'm really considering doing this and all of that. So I've been watching her go through the process of it. And last Friday, I went with her to her doctor's appointment, took her, did the whole thing because you need someone to be able to get you out of out, out of the hospital. It's an outpatient it's not even in like a surgery room. It's just the weirdest part. But I've been following her through the process and she's been giving me like a step-by-step in like this one or like this doctor is great. This doctor takes a little bit longer, but it's also great. So there's been a lot of discussion about that. And then other women talking to me about what I should do. And I'm like, oh my God, we're all right now, everybody around me is 
it feels like I'm either getting asked the question of like, are you going to have children or have you frozen your eggs yet? <laughs> those two conversations. Along right. with why are you still single? You know, all those, all those. Oh, are, please. Are you're 34. But I think that that's the point. It's like you're 34. You don't have to be matched up you know, right. at this point. And like, I actually think this entire conversation is like so liberating also for women. Like this is actually something, I mean, we, you could just have, you can decide to have a family, you know, like you can just decide to do that. Like Which science is, is at a point where you can actually do that. You know what I mean? Like pick a sperm from a book. Yeah. And also that it gives the the freedom I mean, Vanessa and I have talked about it. It's like just the freedom of like, I don't have to feel the rush of getting attached to the wrong person, you know. Right. I was reading this book called It's Not You. And it's all about how we're all getting older and we're all getting, um, like we're getting married older. But part of it is because this particular gap that I'm in right now in these early 30s is that everybody's either married already or it's the slim pickings. But the next uptick of dating happens and when people get divorced. So <laughs> it's like closer to the end of the 30s that then dating picks up again. So it's like this very particular moment of like a trend that's happening, but also biology has a particular time. And that time right now is like, right. you, I want the option to do it healthily. Yeah, you're without, a ticking yeah. clock. But I mean, it's good that you can put them away. And then if you find someone great, and if not, go get those eggs and make a bib. Now that we're talking about all this, it, it's a thing. I personally know someone who is probably or was, because she did this a few years ago, about your age. And she started with the egg freezing thing. And she says, oh, what the hell? She went to in vitro. Now she has two little boys and they're beautiful. Aww. She went straight. <laughs> straight to it she's the daughter of a client of ours i remember the whole moment and it's interesting because she just decided that she was gonna contemplate all these choices and all of a sudden she was in vitro one and then she got so excited that she waited a year or two and now she has two wow okay and then there's a choice not to do anything with them right you know which is there you know, because I remember and I'll speak for myself and then I'll ask you, Vicky, like feelings wise, like how do you make a decision like this? Right. Because I think, am I wrong to say that you're in the process of making this decision? Yes. I mean, you're not wrong. You are okay. correct. Because I remember being like divorced in my 30s and someone being like, yeah, you should really freeze your eggs. And my response was like, oh, fuck you. Like, that's the feeling. And you're like, actually, they're just thinking about me because they have kids and they love their kids and they're like maybe you want them and it's there was nothing wrong with what she was doing but it was kind of like offensive at the same time there's something like you know don't tell me what to do but at the same time it opens the conversation to it right and maybe you hadn't thought about it in such a like maybe i hadn't thought about it in such a very factual way yeah when she planted the little seed in your brain of like, oh, yeah. I'm not that uh, young and maybe I should start thinking about things like this. Yeah. And I, I think that for me, it was like I knew I felt that I did want to have kids that if I didn't find someone that I would do it somehow. 
And then, however, right after I got divorced, because that was what I was thinking while I was getting the divorce. And then after I got the divorce, which is where I hear you, I was like, I don't want to do this by myself right now. I don't know how much you want to share about what your process is right now. My process right now is like it's it's um, it's always been a conversation of like, oh, yeah, if it gets there, it gets there. And then it got here. <laughs> yeah. Now we're really having this conversation and it involves different aspects of life, right? Like it involves like the financial stability of that and okay what are the payment plans to make this happen Mm -hmm. i know that i want to have children and i know that right now i don't think i could have them by myself however things change things happen i think also watching you with your children and just how how the different options there are to create a nest and to create a family Mm -hmm. are so expansive that i'm not scared of not having them one day or having some sort of version of that it's that the decisions have to be made now and with the resources that are here now right Mm -hmm. which you know i have a still a couple months you know a big old check can come in and we can just freeze a couple eggs 100 Uh, percent. but even if you're even if you're not 34 and you you still want to freeze the eggs i mean yeah and the thing is that i will say that even though there's like the hopeful side of it that you do think about the hopeful side of it, there is that part of like, oh, I really thought that by this point mm-hmm. we would be in a different position, which is fine. I think that that's also natural. I think like that's why there's a bunch of movies of people being like, my life didn't turn out how I thought. And it's not, I actually think my life has turned way more beautiful than I thought, like mm-hmm. than what I thought the plan was going to be. But there is that moment of like, Oh yeah, where's where's this guy? Like, where when are we gonna yeah. do this? Like, yeah. it would be great if you came in here right now. I didn't have to spend twelve thousand dollars. That would be fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> we could just do it the good old way. But you know, you could also find that person and still have to do IVF, right? Like, yeah, there's yeah, no guarantees. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but there is that little that little thing that happens to you, which is, I think sometimes not that I want pain, but I think pain can be beautiful and show you a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is money. The reason you're not like, I'm going to go freeze him right now. I, I think so. Okay. And also, it would have been a different conversation had I not gone through right now watching my friend live go through the process. Because there's like an understanding of it, but there wasn't like the visual aid of like, oh, and then you go here. And then it's literally two hours of your life mm-hmm. in that moment. You yeah. know, you're pumping hormones and you have to, you know. Thankfully, she's a nurse and I can be like, can you inject my butt with hormones? Can we do this? Yeah. But I think that if the $12,000 were here right now, I'm like, why not? What's what's the loss here? Yeah. And if I can give them to somebody else, like let's say that one day I'm like, I don't know, I'm tired and I don't want to have children. (laughs) Something changes. And there is an option of like, I can help somebody else make a family. Sure, why not? Like, go for it. Yeah, the throwing away feels like a thing, but we also have periods, so you know they go away. They actually, <laughs> they do, they get flushed. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, speaking of guys, I think I'm getting close to being menopause, like full menopause. What's the last time you had your uh, period? Okay, so check this out. Speaking of goodbye eggs, this is another thing. Like at some point, this happens, and you're like, wow amazing just to go back to the beginning of the conversation that this has to do with getting out of the shell i actually think it's related yes because i too was very shy and i remember that a lot of things happened to me at midlife which can be anywhere between 40 and 50 and so i did come out of my it just happens naturally it 
It's like you shed it like a snake. It's almost like you come more into yourself. Like you're the self you were when you were like three. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's crazy. Like, I actually remember being very little and not feeling how I felt when I was like 10, you know? Then things happen and now I feel closer to that early person. Like really early, but also much sharper. So crazy anyway, how that happens. I think that, Vicky, what's Confidence? interesting is that you're months away from deciding that you're going to freeze your eggs and I'm months away from not having any. And I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> I probably do. <laughs> but well, I if you're still bleeding, you have. No, yeah, I know. I know I do, but uh, yeah. With my wellness check, right? I'm 67. And so a couple of years ago, um, I go to my wellness check, you know, and they do the whole thing and they did an ultrasound and they, and, and I was, I, I got scared because, you know, the technician, she says, I have to go get the doctor. I said, oh, what's going on? And I prayed and she came back and he did his thing. Obviously the doctor has his own little tricks. And then she says, no, we couldn't find your ovaries. Because they shrink like a... <laughs> really? Oh, my God. <laughs> Una pasita. Re- like oh, a my little... God. So they're there. No. <laughs> but they're really hard to find. That I didn't yeah. know that. I yes, did not know that. They shrink and shrink and shrink. And I didn't know that uh, <laughs> tampoco. And, and that test, this was... I think this was about... I do it every two years. So this was about four years ago. And then that happened. And I said... And I was scared. And this time... Uh, they make you drink a lot of water. And I thought, why do I have to drink so much water? But that's why. So that they can come to the surface, the little raisins. The body is just such a yeah, magical, perfect little machine. It's so weird. Do you think, because one of the things that I would think about is like, well, my family, like my two kids are adopted. We have a different kind of nest than, you know, a biological pregnancy etc the whole thing but i i remember also thinking like oh what would it be like to have a kid in you know with like i don't know roommates it's i don't know how to not roommates friendship family family friends like just make that nest you know like the way that we think about how when we grew up there were tias and tios and like all kinds of people in the house and the grandparents and whatever and it wasn't really just the parents anyway and yeah. sometimes sometimes dads weren't around anyway. You know what I right, mean? So right. it's like... Mm. You still need so, support system. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking about that and being like, well, that's an option. Like we can, you know, create a little village. And, you know, it, this goes back to the dream of the complex. I was talking to a friend and colleague and we were talking about having children nowadays, right? And if you don't have that village or that support system... It's very difficult. And then he says, you know, like in Cuba, remember a long time ago, really, you didn't need that because children would go from arm to arm. Just naturally, it happens in Spain as well. So the fact that that has changed, obviously, makes a difference in planning or or, or being ready. Yeah, I mean, that's how I grew up. I grew up with living in the same house as my grandparents, my aunt, my parents, my brother, and two dogs. Like, my house has always been very loud, which is probably why I can't hear. But it's always been very loud and very robust. And, and, you know, my brother recently just moved closer. He was living in Miramar, and he moved closer. So now he's coming over all the time, which 
I honestly didn't realize how much I missed him mm -hmm. until he came into the house. I was like, oh, and, you know, there's two dogs. So, like, he brings his dog and my dog. And even though they're not children, the, like, bustle happens. Yeah, and they're, they're like, mm -hmm. all of that, which is exciting. So, I know that, for me, there's going to be people around, mm -hmm. which I know not a lot of people have that. Because my friend is one of them. She's like, I don't think I could do this by myself because it's me and my mom. And I know that I could call you and you would do it. But, you know, it's it's you have a whole something that she sent to me was like, you have a whole army around you that is ready to, like, pick up a child and do what you have to do. My parents are also getting older, which is part of the, the ticking clock. Right. right. Like, yeah. Ticking clock isn't just like the ovaries. It's like I want them to be able to enjoy their grandchildren. Yeah. I mean, you're um, in a good place. You're 34. So many things can happen mm -hmm. in the next year, in the next two yeah. or three years, and it ain't over. So many things can over. happen in three months. Okay, I have several friends that were would not expect it and got pregnant like at 40. I mean, I'm not saying you have to wait till 40, 41, 42. I know someone at 42. It ain't over till it's over. And, you know, I don't think you're at that point where it's like getting scary. You know, like oh, but yeah, I think you're doing great in starting this conversation and this decision making because you don't want to get to that point and be like oh i don't have many yeah. options and yeah. you know what i mean so different options are good yeah. i also think that it's like the thing that we started out talking about which is like if you want something different you have to do something different right it relates to this too like if you actually want to go in a certain direction you actually have to do it like you still have to start making active plans in the direction you want whatever it is it doesn't mean that it's going to end up being that thing you know like you don't god or whatever you believe in you don't know what's going to lead you where but it's like the active motion toward the thing that you want is actually what's asked of us as humans right <laughs> with like free will to be like okay i want this i'm gonna try and move towards it however i know how whether it's like go on 70,000 hinge dates or <laughs> that's how I did. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you got to make it a like, job. I know. I know. I know. It's like it a like job. A it is a job. It, it is, is a job. job. And the game has changed, which is yes. the conversation that Vanessa and I have all the time, which is yeah. like, okay, if I don't want to do the apps, then I have to do, you know, there's a lot mm -hmm. of going out to bars. You gotta get out there. There's a lot of, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of hanging out, you know, just, you know, I always think of this for myself as well that sometimes we stress about a certain situation, whatever it is, and then I always pray for discernment to recognize some things come hidden and they're not always obvious. And sometimes you get opportunities in all aspects of life that are not obvious. And sometimes you need to take a little risk and uh, and it was hidden that way mm -hmm. for you have you talked to your hey. parents about this about the eggs no we have talked about i i really love this my my dad is very sarcastic and my mom is very like they're both very funny human beings but my favorite thing is my mom has said she's like you know i made a mistake i prepared you for the world that i lived in not the world that you live in now so it was interesting because the last breakup kind of took a lot of people <laughs> A lot of people that were close to me, they were like, wait, what? And she was like, I got nothing for you. I got, I thought I would have something for you. I got nothing for you. Uh, and so she, that was actually like, kind of like, oh boy. So Jackie, to your point, like there's definitely conversations with God of like, just make it obvious. 
make it clear, make it be like, and also you say this all the time, but I remember the first time I heard this while Vanessa and I were working on something, you're like everything in divine timing, girls, everything in divine timing. And it, and it's true. It's like, there's a reason why it's doing whatever it's doing at some point. If it's meant to be, it'll be, we need to know right? We're going down the street and we already want to know what's going to be at the corner to the right or to the left. So right now, as we're having this conversation, the universe is preparing something that's just for you. And the trick is for you to recognize it and don't get stuck. You know, it's there. And so that sense of, oh my God, it's going to go away. Listen, you're going to, you want a kid? Remember this day, you're going to have one, yeah. one way or another. Or exactly. another. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Because yeah. we're so conditioned to know, I have to know, and I have to know what's going to happen. Let the universe chill, you know, do go with your heart, go with your gut. Obviously, every cell in your body is telling you that this is your time to start exploring this, but also know that as you don't know, Things are working in the universe for you. And then when it happens, obviously you say, I, I wish I would have known that, you know, but it will happen. I, I mean, uh, in my life, and I think in your, in Vanna's life and in Nikki's life, it happens. You just recognize it when it happens. Uh, and, you know, the proverbial, just have faith that things are working and that there's a whole invisible universe that knows what you want and knows what you're good for. So um, I remind myself of this. Because but you have to say that out loud what you want. I also feel like something that's come up is not to do anything out of fear. Right. The fear is not the thing to do because clearly, and I remember this in my body, that your body actually, when this is happening, when you're about to hit 35, it's like, it starts to scream. It actually starts to scream because I think biologically you're like, hey, 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 this is like these, it's all these little flags. I, I would like see, like I envision like all these little flags, like, hello, this is it. This is the time and we're gonna leave. I'm and melting. it's like all the little eggs waving the flag. Like your body actually does that thing and you feel it. And it's your body and your brain doing a thing. And then you have to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's of course. This is how we survive as a species. This is actually biology this is what my body's doing okay got it am i gonna do anything about that right now or not and no matter what it can't be from fear because fear is how you get into bad relationships oh 100 but you uh, know yeah. i got married also what, what at 33 and i was like boom time to start having babies right away and mm -hmm. everyone's like don't you want to like take a year i'm like no no i i no. why we've lived together i just want babies now And it was like a job for me. You know what I mean? So like yeah. when you're, you know, like I, Jonathan's like, this is so not romantic. And I was like, <laughs> hey, this is the day we need to do it. Get up there. Take off your clothes. Let's do this for the next four <laughs> or five days. And he's like, oh, I'm tired. I'm like, I don't care. And then I got yeah. pregnant two months after my wedding. <laughs> but that's my saying, backup plan you know yeah, what I mean? get in there let's go yeah. to work <laughs> i'm just saying that that's what i felt at the moment i felt yeah. that my body was like if you want to do this without a lot of stress and you you're married like it's time like what do you what are you waiting for really you know what i mean there's so many ways and there's so know many the ways, ways that exactly. are coming and, and there's like, new ways that are going to be invented exactly yeah. <laughs> So, you go, know, yeah, go with the flow, but also, you know, follow your gut. It's kind of hard to decide. Yeah, I think 
I also feel like I have never been scared to go for things. And I think that's that's like why I am in the position that I am in my life, like in a specific place is because it's like move to New York. Okay, go move back from New York. Go quit your job and do that. I'm like, I'm fearless in many ways. Divine timing is not something that you have a say in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think that this entire period of time of my life has been learning, letting go. Which is like this illusion of like you have control over things. That's such a false illusion. But the act of letting go is such a specific process. And I'm watching Vanna go through her shell moment. And I feel like the other day she said, she's like, I feel like this hap- something's happening to you internally. I'm like, yeah, I'm listening to the imitation of Christ. And I'm like, there's internal things happening. I don't know what's I cry. The other day I cried because the fog looked pretty. I don't know what's <laughs> happening. I'm like, life is so beautiful. A lot of feelings. Yeah, but this sort of process of like the actual work right now is to just faith and let go. Yeah. You can't do something about it right now. So can I just say that's why so many people have tattoos that say surrender? <laughs> like how many freaking people? <laughs> because at some point in your life, you feel like, God damn it, I'm going to put on my skin. Surrender. Um, Okay. I, I think we've come to, to the go. end of, of our podcast today. We have no answers. We have a lot of questions and a really, I, and I a lot of possibilities. You know, like. And if a listener wants to give me $12,000, I'll freeze my eggs right now. <laughs> go hey, find There's financing, I go, heard. Financing. And as and I you, always talk say, talk to Vicky, your tia and your parents and all of it. You have to come back and keep us posted on this journey, process, on the whatever journey. it is. Mm-hmm. Gladly. We should do it the day before the big hormone shot. Amazing. Okay. See you then. With all of your success, she says, all the great things ahead. I'll be here when it's time to see you again. And if you fall, she says, if someone breaks your heart, I'll mend your wounds in this nest of ours till you're ready to die.